0: Right, everyone, welcome to another SGTV session. This time we're looking at CPD. Again, we can never do these without the guests. And today we've got two absolute perlers. We've got Sparky Ninja. Dave, you're with us. Thank you very much for, for joining us. It's brilliant Hi. to have you along. And we've got Paul from NAPIT again. So Paul, thank you very much for, for joining us. It's brilliant to have the, the pair of you here. Uh, we're talking about uh, CPD, aren't we? And, uh, and what CPD is, how it works, how it doesn't work what we do, what we don't like about it. And uh, I think we've got about 45 minutes, but we've got to try and squeeze
1: it all in. (laughs) I've done my best. I've done my best.
0: (laughs) Right. The first thing I want to do is let's just get it out there. I'll ask all the silly questions and and we'll just get some answers. Dave, please. What is CPD all about? What is it? How does it work?
1: Okay. Um, For me, personally, CPD is the it was forced upon me when i got into training when i started to really assess what i knew and re, and i started to reflect reflecting what i knew and reflecting what i would gain uh, and so I, I i through the last few years i started to become a bit of a hoarder of cpd i'd look for opportunities i'd look for the cpd marker and then i'd look at what was under that marker and then after a while i'd realize sometimes it wasn't quite great and i'd find great information with no markers on it Uh, but it just opened up. Um, If I was to go to what the official response is, I would probably pass my eye to the IET's website where it may say that it is the ongoing process of tracking and documenting the skills, knowledge, and experience that you gain both formally and informally as you work, yeah? Uh, Including training courses, work experience, academic study, volunteering, attending events, and Um, self-study. That's written on their website. Yes, that makes sense. To me, that's just common sense and habit,
0: yeah, I mean, a lot of it is personal yeah. growth, isn't it? So it's it's how you, and it is all with the CPD, Continual Professional Development, but it is all around mm. that 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 personal journey that we're going on in, in our careers. And you've mentioned a lot of things there about how we record it and, and bits and more of that. And, and I'll come on to, to Paul for this one. Is it really important then that we do record or make some sort of record of what we've done over the year or 12 months period? Well, it is important. I
2: mean, some of us have been sort of forced to go down this route for many years um you know in in previous roles with Naper as an inspector I would get audited UCAS would come in and say how are the you know field officers and engineers you know up to how have they stayed up to date with things so we would have to log everything down that we'd watched so many hours of CPD we had attended different you know conferences seminars etc so it's important how it's moving into the the world of Sparkies is that more and more bodies and registration bodies, etc., are looking for evidence of continued, you know, professional development. Okay, so an example of that is we do our annual checks on our members. We could go and see a member and say, "Oh, you, you know, you've done um, uh, you've done some EV, some electric vehicle. You know, have you got relevant qualifications, experience, etc.? Have you got any CPD?" And they could demonstrate how that they were competent in a number of ways. It may be that they've got a qualification. It may be that they've come and watched some NAPIT seminars or they've done some training with Sparky Ninja or, or
0: whatever. But by having it logged down is a way of recording that. Yeah, now, now you, you said that, do a little bit here, a little bit there. And I think you, you've mentioned, in fact, I had to get these guys to stop talking before we actually started because they were giving all their secrets away. But uh, you, you mentioned accredited cpd and we had just a, a quick discussion there you were saying paul that, that the stuff that that's produced necessarily by by napit may not have followed that that full accreditation route so that's just explain what that means to have it accredited
2: yeah okay so um I mean Dave will probably know more about the training roles around it, but my understanding is when we started doing our sort of Naper expos, I wanted to give CPD certificates, but in order to do that, we would have had to have had some sort of formal way of demonstrating that the candidates had took a, a assessment and it was just gonna be no good. So what we done is we said, look, we're gonna Give a a sort of CPD awareness certificate. So it's NAPIT saying you've attended this um, expo on such and such a date and you've seen seminars on the following subjects. Okay, so in our view, that's acceptable for a member to demonstrate that they have kept their CPD up together, although it's not accredited
0: with a, Mm. a body. So what do you think, Dave? Is, is it important to have that third party, someone say, or someone stamp it effectively, aren't they, to mm. say, you've done so many hours of CPD?
1: Yeah, it's, I, I get that there's confidence from people who drive employees and other people to seek CPD, that kind of gives them confirmation that they have gone to a person that's, you know, a, a reputable provider of CPD. I get that. Um but as Paul says, I mean, you can you can be interested in the development of electricians and engineers and just have a want to give them information and to talk about industry. Um, and if they attend and they listen, then that is adequate. It's an awareness development. You know, um, you don't have to assess. You can easily just collect evidence of awareness gathering, uh, reading articles. Lots of people who provide CBD online right, right, right now, the platforms just monitor the time interval you're watching for. Even the IET webinars, you have to attend for a period of time before you can access the CPD download. There's no assessment there. It's just making sure that, that individual has attended that level of, you know, that, that, that event. Um, when I was delivering the, the webinars during uh, 2020, so, you know, last year I put loads of webinars on. I had loads of people saying, get this accredited, get this accredited, because they saw I mean, now I was saying, Oh, I'm going to do a 20-minute webinar 90 minutes later. I'm still talking about the subject <laughs> on a live thing. Um, and people were finding it very informative, they find it very interesting. They said, We need this accredited because we did we need this. And I was like, oh. and so I started to look at it and I, I contacted a couple and they were going, you know, as soon as I emailed them, I said, Well, here it is. And these these guys were just, yeah, 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 here's your certificate. I was like, Okay, you're now on our website. I was like, Oh, thank you very much. And then I had the forms to fill in to actually start the process. And then I said, Well, here's here's one training that we did on. Uh, I can't remember which ones I submitted to be looked at. Uh, one was on uh, thing and bonding and one was on um, I think one was on um amendment one or so, amendment two, I don't know. And I got some information back. It's like, well, we don't look at the technical content, but it was like, can you take your logos off of the individual slides in between? I was like, okay. When I got some more feedback, I said, Oh. Could I get improvement? Could I get some learning? Could I get some feedback? Because especially people like me, people like me that work for themselves as a freelancer kind of person, I very rarely got the opportunity for feedback. So when I subcontract to a training company and they say to me, just so you know, we're going to have someone come in and observe you. I'm like, oh, f- great. Cause feedback is essential for trainers and assessors and stuff. Um, uh, it's one of the reasons like with Sparking I'm delaying setting up business. I'm trying to actually connect with other training companies. I want other training companies to assess my learners I do want other training companies to assist me with my internal quality assurance because if I do all of it by myself, what's to say I don't think I'm just, you know, the dogs and I don't care. And that's important. So I'm trying to connect with some, I've got some good training companies that are already on board and we're looking at ways to progress forward together and kind of help each other maintain our quality assurance. And it's a huge problem in the industry. Um, Internal quality assurance is a huge, huge problem. And that comes forward to CPD as well. Quality checking. I have since retracted my application for that. And I've been contacted by the guys at Dane to look at CIPC, uh, CBSC, and they actually are a lot more robust. So I'm right now in the middle of looking at what kind of CPD accreditation I could get. Because although accreditation in my perspective isn't essential, there are many employers that would want it for their employees. Um, it's unfortunately just part, part of part of the process is it is a product cpd is a product uh and it's a badge to sell
0: yeah I think um, that's and, right.
1: and that's and because it's existing you can't get rid of it um but as you know as long as you can maintain the quality within it and sometimes mm-hmm. the badge doesn't give you that guarantee in my perspective
0: yeah, I think you're right. I mean, having, having this third party accreditation is all really well and good, but as you said, I, I I put some material through the process as well, and you're right they they're more interested in the aesthetics and the optics rather than they are actually of the of the content
1: and yeah, the and meat in the bone. There,
0: yeah, that's that's the bit. I mean, Paul, we 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 know that the QS model exists out there and it's been challenged in one way or another, but it, it it continually evolves, doesn't it? And I believe this is one part where it has evolved where. QSs now are being asked to provide CPD evidence, aren't they? Yeah, that's right, Darren. Um, certification bodies such as Nape have
2: to work to, we have to assess our members to strict criteria, which is laid down in the EAS. So that's the electrotechnical assessment specification and of printed off a, a copy of it here. So <laughs> if any of the there you go.
1: Not print Actually, I've got it in front of me on you know, my
2: monitor. <laughs> yeah no I'll put it up on the screen Dave for the yeah. uh, the viewers to see. So it's yeah, published ma'am. by the IET okay and it's a set of rules in there that that certification bodies such as us have to audit our members whether it's a, a, a QS uh, model that's being followed um or not. Yeah. It's an enterprise you're going there to you look at that enterprise and see how they got all their things in place. So the EAS document will talk about everything from record keeping through to qualifications and competence. And there's a lot of different frameworks. It's ever so complicated um, because there's a lot of different individuals in the industry that come from different walks of life and so they have different routes into the industry. So I've just sort of had a quick skim through, and I've looked in the record section, and in the record section. It talks about the enterprise holding suitable records and it lists them down. And on the last um, clause there, 16.15, it talks about relevant qualifications, training, and in brackets, this is including CPD. Okay, so it's in the record section. And then again, in the appendix, where we look at the, the qualifications for the QS or the person carrying out electrical test inspection, it makes um, reference to it again, it talks about, at least two years experience and being able to demonstrate that you've got evidence of ongoing, uh, CPD. So it is, it is, it, this is where it's coming into the Sparky's world. And as I said, a lot of our assessors have been using this as a way of assessing when you, when you carry out an assessment and Dave would be the same in a classroom, everybody, some people are really good at explaining themselves and giving the right answer. And some people need a little bit of encouragement to, to get, you know, to be able to deem them as competent or not. So the assessor used a number of skills. So he might just turn around and say, did you read the article in PE about such and such? And the guy thinks he's not being assessed. He thinks he's just having a conversation. And the guy, oh yeah, it was really good. And I picked up on that fact about the tolerance for this, that, and the other. Straight away, the assessor is doing his job, but he's done it in a less formal way. And he's also ticked the box that the guys reading industry magazines which is ticking the box for CPD. So it doesn't need to be a complicated um, way of, you know, dealing with this. Different organisations will be different. My wife works in the insurance industry and to keep her CII or whatever the letters is, she has to formally upload, you know, a spreadsheet every month or so of what CPD she's done. Other guys, like some of our Sparkies, they will just be, presenting their cpd possibly on their annual assessment so the, the, there's different different ways i know the the iet you know i'm a member of the iet and they require us to do a certain amount of uh you know cpd but they don't come out and assess us
0: how, how, so how much is that then so so sitting there as members of the iet how much do we have to do per year is there a certain amount a certain amount of hours certain amount of days what what are they typically asking for
2: it's around about 30, 35 mm-hmm. hours, something
1: the, like that. It's... The the IOT site has 30 hours. Yeah. 10 hours is personal technical knowledge slash skills. 10 hours is job role, technical knowledge and skills. And 10 hours is personal soft skills. Um, it then gives a bit of information, says, but look, this is very adaptable. Uh, if you're, for example, taking on a new job role, you're going to probably go heavy on your CPD for that change of shift. Um, you may be semi-retired. You may be doing volunteer work. So there's... You know there's some movement in that but they go for 30 hours now for persons like me that is like okay uh you know and I wonder which which week I should record because it's just there's little there's little to no point sometimes recording <laughs> a Cbd with people like myself and I spend a lot of my free time oh, I feel sad now um online places <laughs> like my discord actually talking to electricians about things yeah. uh, and we collect so much more knowledge and information now no one need, you know, not everyone needs to do that and so, you know, if I was... To, and so for me, I get asked if I recall CPD. I don't right now because I, I study so many different areas. But so what I would do is if I was going to go for a job role, if I was going to do a RAM or a, like... Let's say, for example, I was going to do uh, like I did last year. I did some thermal imaging on a railway. Yeah. So I collected my thermal imaging CPD along with my art flash awareness and my health and safety CPD. I didn't really need to know about my electric vehicle charging point point on my solar photovoltaic CPD at that point. So I collected and I consolidated my CPD relative to the nature of my work I was about to undertake. And this is a huge, this is a huge improvement, this push into the electro technical assessment spec for QSs to think about CPD and have it pushed into there. Um, what we need in the long term, like Paul's just said with his ministers, is we need to have people entering the industry thinking of CPD at the beginning. We need to like reprogram apprentices because we think about the portfolio of the MVQ. Go collect evidence. But sometimes that's handled by the assessor and the employer. The the, the, the apprentice doesn't really think that this is actually your diary of your life and your career. But if we were to reprogram them a little bit at college and make them think about CPD and let them carry on gaining CPD as a habit, then it's going to be a lot more easier to actually achieve and implement instead of trying to remind them of CPD. Because as Paul said, there's so many ways to collect CPD and many people will do it, but they won't know they're doing CPD. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll pick up PE one lunchtime and they'll read a. I mean, how many times have I seen an article on hot tubs lately? <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's everywhere. You know, I mean, if electricians are not familiar with hot tubs, they're clearly not picking up media <laughs> because it's always being printed right now. Um, So it's very easy to collect. We just got to get electricians to realise what it actually means. I I, I think you're absolutely right about the the journey of an electrician across
0: their career. I remember delivering at Bedford College and you would have some apprentices that believe the only learning they're going to do is the very beginning of their career. Now, that probably was because of the perhaps the, the, the mental state of some of the people on site at the time. I know I've taught people where they say this is the first time I've been in a classroom, first time I've done any learning for like 20 years, and they would always describe themselves as a Sparky by the regulations they were taught to. I'm a 15 Sparky, I'm a 16, I'm a this. And that's got to change, has it not, Paul? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've got
2: to keep yourself up together with the standards. They're changing all the time. And that's why we, um, and I say we collectively, us three on this call, we all do our best to spread the message, what's come in, what's changed, what you need to be aware of. Um, so from a CPD point of view, all of the webinars I deliver for um, NAPA and my colleagues, because I'm not the only one that t- delivers them, um, I mean, we've done them weekly during the first lockdown. We've done Mm. 15 in a row, and each one of those covered a different technical subject. We've done EV charging. We've done hot tubs and external conditions. We've done uh, design. I explained the 2396 uh, qualification. We've done 15 in a row. So if the candidates wanted to, they could have downloaded uh, or got in touch and got their certificate. Um, They can easily demonstrate that they have sat through uh, you know that amount of cpd so it's very very easy for one of our members to get the evidence because we do issue mm. the certificates at all of our webinars and our road shows but it could be a a ticket show in your entrance to an elec show i remember darren you know me and you used to do a lot of talks at those when when we were allowed to uh,
0: you know get out and meet people <laughs> yeah 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 what was that all about it's, it's a distant memory now isn't it hopefully not too not too far from from, from us now I think the fact that, that that yes, we could fall over a lot of CPD and not realise, and it probably misses us and, and passes us by at the times. But, mm-hmm. but, but, Dave, uh, we we know full well that we've said there's a the re- re- regime is changing for for QS's. Is it just the QS that needs to do this, or do we need to somehow have something in our industry that sees everybody do this?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, if if anyone wants to be a professional, you've got to maintain. Your professionalism and that's what cpd is all about um at college you do a huge amount of learning and some of it you enjoy some of it you put up with and then you get to the end and we talk about things like mvq level three am two as end point assessments and we come up with this point of i've got my card i'm done we've got to change that we've got you've got your card you can now get into this sector you can now start the next step and that is to develop these skills or to look into, I mean, especially right now where we're looking at many different routes, you know, when we look at EV, PV, we look at obviously we've got smart coming in, we've got the regulations are going to get very challenging moving forward. When we come into presumerism. there'll be some sparks that'll just go, no, thanks. Bye. Yeah. Uh, but there'll be some that do, and we've got to make sure the resources are there. And fundamentally, we've got to make sure that the public find ways to identify the right individual. So this is where the QSs will need to think about this. How do we safeguard the public for making sure they select the services of an electrician that has maintained and progressed the CPD in the direction of the services they are requiring, such as doing work in the home, doing, uh, you know, ground, ground thermal or solar or EV, or whatever. How do we maintain that? We can get the qualification, but we may not do. I mean, I know guys that have done the qualification, not done the work yet. They collected the qualification, but they've not done the work. And since that qualification was gained, the IET code of practice has been redone four times. The qualification has been updated two times. We're looking at new technologies, new earthing strategies. We know there's still debates going on about diverted neutral currents, broken PME systems. Uh, we know that the, the the discussion's not finished, and we know there's going to be some changes to 722 and Amendment 2. So, at what point has the electrician actually maintained competence to do the work in 2022 if they only learnt the subject in 2017 and then stopped? So we need to constantly refresh and revise. And that's why things like, you know, the Wire Matters magazine, the Covenant Person magazine that neighbor produce, connections, all those things are very important for anyone who has a membership. Um, and naturally, if you see something that's a huge implementer in a huge change that's necessary, you'll drive that straight into your publications. And that's why. You know, these are great things, but lecturers need to read those and go, whoa, hang on. This isn't just information I'm reading while I'm eating my grapes at lunchtime. I've got to snap. I've got to capture this. I've got to put in a scrapbook. I've got to take a photo. I've got to reflect on it. I've got to decide if I still understand the subject that they're going on. Then I'll talk about earthing farms and foundation earth electrodes, earth electrode testing. Well, the guy in the college, I went two, three, nine, one, eight years ago. He showed me earth resistance testing as drawing on a slide with sticks in the ground. I've never done it. (laughs) <laughs> so, can I now do that? So, we've got to, but we've got to find ways to encourage electricians to ask these questions of themselves and find the right ways to support them to improve it. And uh, that's, that's kind of one of the biggest things that we're trying to do is we're trying to not make everyone feel dumb or in, unable. I guess so many people that say, How do you know so much? I go, I know a little about a lot of things. And when I need to know a lot about one thing, I do a lot of revision ahead of that thing. You know, I'm not a master of any specific subject. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you're saying there is, is
0: really, if I am a domestic electrical contractor, I only need to know about yeah. domestic and just brief up on that. And if I then get moved to another part of the business, I then need to squat up on that part. And that may be where you're suggesting we see those switches and changes, Dave.
1: Well, we've got to understand the legislation is very key about competence being relative to the nature of the work. It is. Adequate education, instruction, training, yeah? adequacy of education. Yeah, And so we've got to identify what the key offerings are for the nature of that work. And whilst we'd like to say, oh, I'm an electrician and that's it, there's just so many diverse areas that we can go and work in. And if we're not careful, we'll end up working so much in one area, one sector, and we'll, we'll lose pace with the other. You know, I mean, take for example, I mean, your recent one that you did with Jake, where you were talking about smart homes and you, even a bit where Jake talked about other oh, difference between 2.4 and 5, gig, 5 gigahertz. Right. Mm-hmm. Or when you said, "All right, well, you know, you give have an option of uh, it's like 3000 for rewire over home with current innovative methods, or you could go 30,000 for your spaghetti house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are things that an electrician may not know until he's got the job in front of him and he may not have that experience. If he hasn't chosen to just look for it and if, you know, seek and you shall find. Yeah. It's all out there. <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta actually look. Yeah, for you, it. I mean, you you are saying it's out there, and,
0: and this is perhaps perhaps one for Paul. So so traditionally, uh, well, I say traditionally, the last 18 months, all CPD has been consumed on this sort of platform, hasn't it? Um yeah. do we think that that is enough or do we think maybe that there needs to be a return maybe to traditional cpd which is either coming and seeing us or or getting some hands on cpd is cpd just about knowledge or is it about actual activity as well
2: yeah it's everything it's absolutely everything you you know these the beauty of doing it online and on these sorts of platforms is it's accessible to everybody and a lot of a lot of businesses are too busy to take out a few days and attend, a, uh, you know, an Elex or or something like that. So they miss out. So it's it's really important that our advice is accessible online. But when people come to a, a roadshow or an event, they can get their hands on the products and they can talk to the, you know, the experts, the manufacturers and they can learn and that's how we learn so it's it's all cpd whether it's walking around a, a roadshow and looking and saying oh that's what that little bit on that you know mm. over the last few years we've we've had to learn about surge protection devices we're starting to wonder about art fault detection devices you know you need a good mixture and a good discussion because you might have a discussion with one manufacturer they might have a different view to another manufacturer so it's really important to to get out there and to listen to lots of different people and also not to if you see a comment on social media not to take that as gospel because everybody's got different different opinions and you need to do your homework and you know and, and find out what's accurate and what's not accurate so yeah mm. it's. um i mean in my, in my view it's important to get a mixture yeah.
1: i mean especially if you if you're a member of someone like Napit or i seriously you may learn loads of things from many places on internet but you need to then double check what is expected of your membership you know because uh, when you get assessed you you know you, you need to make sure that you're working to the expected requirements it does i mean the IET do say that 10 hours of the 30 should be soft skills personal soft skills and so we can't we can't undervalue how important it is to get out there and get hands-on if it's like as simple as using new tools new connection types uh, you go around the legs you can get you find the quick wire you find the storm glands and all these things um the last thing electricians want is to actually learn how to actually connect things and have those soft skills when they're on a client's site and they've unboxed it, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so a lot of electricians, I mean, a bit like me, you tend to learn on your own home. You go away, you go to some of these places, you find something. Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a go. You get it. You try to install it in your own homes first. You get faith in it and then you would put it in, in, in installations that you're actually charging for. But that's all about this journey, isn't it? About, like say, them, them skills of being able to actually... It looks really good. I can it, The video is amazing, but getting hold mm. of it and using it themselves is all part of CPD and, and the journey, isn't it? Well, absolutely, definitely. Um, talking, going back to
2: smart homes, you know, we've been doing, over the last few years, we've been doing sort of introductions to smart homes to try and get the contractors to understand. And it it can be from very simple sort of plug-and-play stuff, right, through to sort of complex KNX systems and what have you. Um, and I put a little section in the back of the NAPA Onsite Solutions as an introduction for Sparkies to understand the term. Natural. In fact, Skullmore sponsored the section, Darren. So you could probably get your hands on it and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, well, Dave, I think you're. I think they've contributed to it as well. So, you know, we've all all of us try to get the message out there when there's new technology, we try to. We try to talk about it. We try to get it. And the guys probably got these books sitting on their desks. and they Section don't 10. It, it's there. It's oh, 10. So.
1: There you go, mate. We've
2: oh, got, um, no, we got to revise it for A2,
1: days. There's so, I'm, there's I'm so much stuff in this book. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah, how well, much well, stuff you've to get
0: there. I do just want to clear up, please, guys, whilst we've got mm-hmm. you. Right. CPD.
1: Is it yeah. all about new stuff? Well, Darren, let me, let me bear in mind that I right now have just taken out a box, right? <laughs> yeah? I'm in the middle of a journey of reflecting my ability <laughs> to use these things once more, because these were stolen from my vehicle um, eight, eight years ago, and I've never needed to buy them. I'm now obviously going to start my own training centre at some point, hopefully, if I stop doing other things. <laughs> uh, I've got to get the test, I've got to get my stuff back in. Yeah. Um, And I've been all over eBay lately, and some people have been absolutely horrible at me, outbidding me. But this, again, exactly, old stuff. I've got to then enhance my old soft skills, re-terminate and stuff. Uh, So, no, it's backwards and forwards.
2: You've got to be careful, Dave, searching for a joy stripper (laughs) online, you
0: know.
1: (laughs) I've got two so far. (laughs) Now,
0: now that, that that's the real big bit I want I want to get across here is that CPD we we tend to think of it's all the new stuff. So I've got I've, I've gone to college. I've got my my understanding um, that gets put in the brain somewhere and forgotten. And I just keep mm. talking up with all this new stuff. It's not that, Paul, is it? It's about fully flexing our muscles about all the little bits we learnt to ensure that, that level of competence is where we need it, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. I mean, we we undergo it with our contractors every day of the week um, because new technology comes along. The guys are doing their course. I, I helped out on the technical outline this week and one guy was on there and he was talking about RCD uplift. And he was saying his friends meet, add, uh, um, I'm not going to mention any brands, but it adds some sort of tricks built into the box that would you know, deduct the RCD uplift and his didn't. And how could he cope with it? So it's all about that. It's about the fundamental principles of what we do as a job, but learning and keeping on top of your skills. And as you said, there's no point in learning something. And then you don't do anything for 10 years. You're not going to be competent, are you? So it's just about mm. keeping that up together. And you often get that when guys move into the office, they've been testing some time ago, they come into the office and then when they go back on their tools, if they have to, um, they might be a bit rusty. So they've got to keep themselves up together with how things are are moving. And the regs change from time to time. Very subtle changes, but little, little changes with the inspection schedules. And, you know, Amendment 2, we're likely to see further changes. And if you don't keep up together with all of those things, you look at a test schedule now and think, God, oh, 10 years ago, it didn't look anything like this. So, yeah. It's a, it's a continual it's, continued path
1: yeah it's, it's it's very i mean it's it's very easy for you to look for cpd online and go to the the common the, you know the common magazine websites and stuff and a lot of that stuff is market driven you know manufacturers and a lot of that stuff will be brand new tech which is very essential yeah very very essential but you pick up your old pe magazine or similar read up things on hot tubs look at old connection methods um I mean, on the Discord, we were talking just recently about the importance. Uh, we're doing a we do these live chats now and then. I don't know why. We're just like 10 o'clock at night. What's left to do? will go online and talk electrics. Um, and we'll talk about bending radii. And then we start to talk about class one, class two, class five cable types. And the differences between those cable types with regards to their bending radius. And one of the problems of electricians seeing one cable bent, which may be class five of a tighter bend, and then them deciding to put in a class two and have a bend that's the same, yet obviously the conductor is not as... Uh, suitable and then obviously one of the uh, guys I network with came on he started talking about the crystals occurring within the copper material themselves and how that bend can damage the crystals and we we're like crikey okay and then we carried on listening and we started doing some research but now we're, we're a lot more up to date with understanding why you get hotspots spots in some type, types of cable on certain types of bends and that's just with just talking to other electricians and having a couple of very clever people in the room who then offer extra information and they're hungry to know more. And they're wondering, why was I not told about this on my 2391 or my, my EICR courses about looking at the difference in cl- cable classes with bending radius? And they go, well, that's because you can only put so much mm. in there, but you can always expand on it if you read about these things. And there's so much more information that is even beyond BS 7671 that is relative to electricians' work. But and I mean, that's what I mean, we're trying I mean, to do is just keep pushing them along. Yeah, is-
0: we, we must remember that bs761 is a minimum standard to work to and yeah. that you're suggesting there dave that we we go on and learn ourselves through this journey this continued journey means that it really does prove that bs-761 is there as the, the base requirement and we can go on and above that and and that is that is all part of maybe the assessment that, that paul and his team will regime will will start to look at but the yeah. individual journeys that we we are conducting and, and it is about our careers and our journeys will evolve and our careers will evolve as well as technology evolves as the regulations involved so it's always about constant learning now we mentioned earlier on that there is a need to bring all this together either when it's, it's Paul and his team going out to do an mm-hmm. assessment or whether it's just somewhere nice as you said a scrapbook or something like that do you think it would be right that then if if, if let's say we tend to look at plumbers or, or it's a gas gas engineers don't we and say well they're doing their assessments every so often and and there isn't that regime at the moment over in electrotechnical, but sometimes it, is the grass greener over there? Should we be doing it like that, forcing CPD or forcing assessments on people? Or is this flexible approach in the electrotechnical world okay? I mean, this is the, the big debate, isn't it? Should it be flexible? Can we just respond to that? Should it be flexible? Yeah, go for it. Yeah.
1: Okay. I've, I've voiced this in a few podcasts that I've done. I believe that the industry has these card systems to a point of access to the sector. But I think we need to implement a license to practice strategy and the license to practice needs to be like your driving license broken down for different skill sets so and that needs to be live on like an online system uh so a member of the public if they were to seek the services of an electrician could have an electrician with a license and they can then go onto a live platform and see that, that electrician has x amount of cpd or x amount of validation on that skill set and simplifying it such as solar ev such as smart homes or whatever and just loosely throwing ideas together i i I I think that what's needed is some kind of system where electricians pay the license fee and that fee then after admin costs and stuff goes fully into the funding of the CPD. And if electricians can then do the CPD targets, then maybe five yearly, there should be a reassessment in that little skill sector. If they fail to hit the target, then we shorten that to three yearly to then safeguard the public. It's all about ensuring the public has that protection and the public's you know, we've got certain strategies in place to safeguard the public, but there are still opportunities where unskilled people can access that. And we need to just push things along the right, down the road a little bit longer, further. And license to practices is one of the strongest tools that can work with CPD. Now, with the con person schemes, we've got a huge step forward with the AAS document bringing. CPD to qs is hopefully that's going to then move further down where that goes into this the qs or these the CPS organization looking at the authorized persons under the qs to make sure that everyone doing the work is maintaining CPD but that is part of the assessment Dave yeah uh, you know
2: if if a company's got 10 employees you'll look at what what duties do they carry out and make sure that they've got the relevant skills for that so the the contractor might say well I've got two people that are doing testing inspection so they they would have to undergo a full assessment of the level three in testing etc but he might turn around so I've got a couple of electricians mates that just chase out walls etc so you know they don't need quite as much and it's all part of the assessment how it's captured um, and as you say the CPD is monitored as part of that whether or not Whether or not it needs to be increased in and a register for logging it in some way, shape, or form, I'm not sure. But it is something that we do take serious and we do look at. Just jumping back a little bit, Darren, when you said about the the wiring regs being the minimum, yeah, wiring regs is a set of requirements. We don't when we write the regs, we we don't tell people how to do it. We say what's required. So, in the fundamental principles, and Dave's would probably be able to preach the regulation to you one, three, four something it mm-hmm. talks about manufacturers' instructions mm. also talks about in the common rules in, in, in 51 manufacturers instructions taking account of them so when you're talking about I've got a conductor here and I want to bend it if it's something you're not familiar with you go to the manufacturer and a large cable organization such as Prismium or someone like that will be able to have all of that data and give it to you what the radiuses are, what the do's and don'ts are what the temperature ranges are, etc. It's all available. So um I think sparkies are guilty of saying oh what's me mate on facebook say or what does the bloke say wow. down the wholesalers <laughs> but if you go reach out to the manufacturer all the data is there to hand and and as a manufacturer Darren you would probably be able to back that up with your products and services yeah,
0: yeah i mean i mean i think i think one thing i will say is is what i've learned about bs7671 and as a way manufacturers come together is is as a manufacturer i've been here now for 6 months we are willing to do that but what we tend to find sparkies they'll just refer to BS7671 and no 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 it says it in here it says it in there we are like well yeah yeah but that says this and, and mm. we say this bring it together and it will give you the complete installations that you're you're, you're looking for and yeah. that and that and that's a, a bit of the thing but, but again this is all about making that awareness and and upskilling people so, so they are aware of what, what's going on there so i think what we what just, what i think just to just sum up we, we we know full well CPD for those that do do it clearly they stand out from those that don't and I think if we we were to go by the model that Dave was suggesting there, where we bring it all together, I think without a doubt, I think we could see people probably get left behind quite because they just wouldn't engage with it. But
1: and unfortunately, some people will need to be left behind.
0: I, I was going to say I would mention that is that a problem? If we leave them behind; if they don't want to come with us. No, Do we you just quite cut? often get you quite often get that. I mean, I've been around our members now for
2: over twelve years. And you'll quite often get guys that are towards the, close to retirement. When there's a regs change, they go, <laughs> oh, I can't go for all that again. I'm going to retire. <laughs>
0: yeah, do, so we, we, do, yeah.
2: we do naturally leave people behind, but we're all here to try and help. So if we can reach out and we can help someone, and that's where we would, you know, maybe advise they go to one of our training centres. And I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of other training centres that can
0: give them that help and guidance and, and nudge them back in the right direction, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it's it's all about us. I mean, one thing I know that Dave and the E5 gang and the bits and bobs have been about is making CPD more accessible, not being snobs about I've got all the knowledge and knowledge is power. It's not about that, is it? So there's loads out there. I mean, Facebook... Twitter, everything like that. All the platforms are being used, not just by Dave and his team, by you guys at NAPIT, by us here at Skullmore. The work that I know we're trying to do here at Skullmore, I know you've been keen on it over with the E5 guys and Sparky Ninja yourself have been very keen on it for a number of years. And with you guys at NAPIT, I think people will understand that it is out there and it isn't hard to find. Literally, a a quick Google search is going to make you trip up on loads. Uh, Everyone's pretty much got access to YouTube nowadays as well. And it doesn't have to be thought of as this big, horrible thing, CPD, that I have to dedicate half a day to, I have to do this. So Mm. I think we've got rid of some of the myths in the discussion we've had today. And it's been brilliant that we've had the pair of you to be able to confirm what is or isn't CPD, and what we can look for in the future. We can go to your website, Sparky Ninja, Dave. I know that's available, and I know that people can go to to you, Napit, as well, and and have a look at, at what's what's available for you. Or hopefully, they'll see all of us one day at these things. You may remember them called
1: live events. Live events.
0: <laughs> so.
1: We'll all be in a line doing our soft skills because we've not had the chance. We'll all be, <laughs> we'll we'll all be our, in a line, in line conduit again, is... <laughs> won't we? Yeah.
0: All, <laughs> we'll all it's rumoured that things will start moving in September again. I've heard that, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so, you yeah. Know. so I mean that would be the great. So the first CPD event of the year, probably the big live one. Be be. Up hoping up, up at Coventry in September, if it gets to go ahead, if. if we're all allowed to do so. But right, un- until then, what, what I will do is I'll say thank you very much for your time. It's been absolutely brilliant to share the screen time with you guys. Uh, I really do love the fact that we're all so passionate about what we're trying to do. It's not just a it's not just a career for some of us, is it? It's actually a bit of a hobby as well so that, that definitely comes across
1: yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes a bit too addictive we, we leave our own business development behind <laughs>
0: <laughs> that will happen but you are going to get that training center one day what one, one day
1: One day,
0: yeah. yeah. Look, look, from me and the guys, thank you very much for watching this. If you want any more information, you can go to their websites or SGTV. has got lots of information on there as well where you can glean some information that may be able to help you out. Until next time, guys, please stay safe. And from me and these two lovely people, we'll leave you alone and we'll hope to see you again soon. Take care.